Welcome to your winning journey podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Lee. I went from feeling guilty eating the foods I love and letting the skill control me to now helping you overcome this. No matter where you are or what you're experiencing, you can always win and I'm going to show you how. It is now your turn to transform your health, mind, and life. So let's do this together. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am so excited for this one because I have a very special guest. She is actually one of my private clients in the one-on-one coaching program, and her name is Pajar. She is a mom of three, and I really want to share with you her journey and walk through with you how she's been able to finally take care of herself and stop putting herself on the back burner. And so welcome, Pajar. Hello, I'm Pajar. As Sam said, I have three kids. I'm also married and I'm a hairstylist. Yeah, I'm so, so excited that you are here to join me today because I want to talk about your journey so that everyone can see what's possible for them. And so tell me about yourself and like how, like how this journey began for you, like basically like who you were before the program. Yes, uh, with three kids, having three kids at a young age, I realized that physically I had not been taking care of myself and then mentally as well I had a lot of I was really trying to search for that self-love for myself I was dealing with a lot of body confidence and then stress feeling overwhelmed I didn't know what I was eating I was eating everything ran like my my meals were all over the place I wasn't taking care of myself physically I and then I realized that after since high school I hadn't taken care of my body at all and I tried so many things. I've tried keto. I've tried meeting with other trainers. I've tried going on diets. I've also tried taking supplement pills and stuff like that and nothing worked. And then I found Sam's content and it was, it really spoke to me about losing weight or taking care of my body and and putting my health first in a sustainable way for my lifestyle and for myself I can so I could lose weight sustainably for my lifestyle because before I was doing everything based off of what other people were doing yeah and I remember like you telling me that it's been like since high school it was been like almost like eight years since you were in shape and so like getting back into it it was very challenging and so like when you were doing all of these like keto stuff you know training with someone and also like taking like certain pills and stuff like that when did you realize that you were like, hey, I want to do this, like, for real this time, I'm not gonna like kid around and try to do some temporary things again, like, what kind of clicked for you during that time where you're like, I want to take care of myself, and I want to do it for a lifetime? Yes, for sure. I after trying all those things for it was years, like it wasn't just a six month thing, I was doing it for years, like trying all these different things. And nothing was working because it wasn't working for my lifestyle and my body. I, I feel like I always knew the answer, which was to work out and eat healthy. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know where to start and how to start. Like, I really didn't know. I know that that's what I need to do, but I didn't know how to do it. I was always trying to cut corners. And so I, after years of trying and nothing was changing and then feeling so crappy about myself, I just sat there and I was like, you know what? I'm really going to invest in myself. If, and if that means getting like a life coach, and like Sam, then it's this is how it's got to be, because I didn't know where to start. I didn't know anymore. I was yeah, stuck. yeah. 
no, I remember that. And the thing about Pajari too, I remember when we first started working together, she had like all of these like rules that she would follow, like okay. like the way she was eating, like it had to be like a certain way based off of like whatever she was seeing on social media and like, whatever she was seeing from like other people showing their transformation journey and everything like that. And then once she found like what worked for her with her schedule, like it really changed the game for her. So I'm just going to give the audience an example. I remember because you have like a very different schedule. If you don't know Pajar is a hairstylist, she doesn't work like a regular nine to five. And so her breakfast is not always going to be like at 9 a.m. like everyone else. And if she does wake up, it's like she likes to sleep in. She likes to like just enjoy her sleep. And so it's usually like 11 a.m. or noon is when she has her first meal. And that's technically her breakfast. Before she would be like, well, if my breakfast is not at 9 a.m., then I'm not going to eat it because it's like too late, too late kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then we started working on the consistent eating habits and getting her into a consistent schedule. She's now able to eat like three meals without like skipping them like how she used to because she stopped following these rules. And so tell me about like how getting into that consistent eating routine really helped you feel more energized, but like change the way like you felt about your food and also like the diets that you used to do. Like how did all of that made sense for you? So yes, before I started my program with Sam, I had a really inconsistent eating schedule because of my work schedule. I would wake up, skip breakfast, and then eat a really late lunch and then eat a really late dinner and then just snack junk food in between. I didn't drink, barely drink any water. And, and then I took it and then I told myself, oh, this is a way of fasting. So I think this is a technique and it works, you know, and I was able to maintain my weight, but it wasn't healthy for me. And I did, I was really tired. My energy level was really low. I was really sluggish. And then when I met Sam, she introduced that, like, we're all doing the same thing, but at different times and there's no right or wrong how to eat, when to eat. And so I started just incorporating breakfast later in the day and it worked for me. And then eating, eating lunch during work, making sure that I'm packing food for, for work and no longer like working and not being hungry, but not eating while I work. And then making sure that I have dinner to eat. And it's been really helpful. I remember telling Sam that my meals were not my breakfast meals particularly was not breakfast uh, appropriate. It wasn't like your typical pancakes and sausage and stuff like that. Cause I wanted to eat Hmong food. I wanted to eat like a Hmong cooked dish food with pork, ground pork and green peppers. And Sam was like, yeah, what's, what's wrong with that? And I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think that that was appropriate to eat in the morning. And then that's when we realized that I was setting all these rules for myself that didn't need to be set. And that I could eat how I want to, when I want to. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And it's like, just because someone has pancakes and sausage doesn't mean yeah. you can have it too. And so if you're listening, you're like, oh, like I actually enjoy eating mong food or like your cultural food for breakfast. Like you can you can do that. Like you don't have to eat like the American way if you don't want to. Like I personally like mix it up and I don't always have like my oatmeal, sometimes I have like uh, my food in the morning if I really want to do, right? So it just depends. But I think that was very helpful for you because I remember you came to the program. You're like, I want to lose weight, but you were so tired. Like you didn't even have like energy to do like the workouts, like to just even get active. And so that was one of the things that we first worked on is to get you to a consistent eating schedule 
make sure that you're getting like energy from food and not like eating foods that were going to make you feel sluggish. And then from there, we started working on the workout piece of it. But I want you to tell the audience, like, what were your weight loss goal at the beginning? And then like, basically, like, what did you achieve? And why did you achieve that? Because I know you had a very different expectation when you came to the program. And then you were like, yep, I'm good. I'm good right here. Yeah. So before the program, I already knew I was weighing in about like 145. And I, my thought was just skinny. I wanted to be skinny. I want to lose all this weight. And I wanted to be like 130 back to my high school weight. And that was like really like driven to do that. And as Sam and I continue working with my meals and my workouts and then with the mentality part of my habits I realized that my goal of being super duper skinny was not coming from a place of love and it wasn't coming from a healthy part of my journey it was coming from a place of you know lack of confidence and like a little bit of self-hate you know like hate for my body and so I set these goals and then like it wouldn't happen and then we finally I when I hit my seven pound mark I'd lost seven pounds and I looked at my body and I was like, whoa, like this is actually good for my body. I I feel fine at this mark. It looks good. And from here on, we can continue different parts of workouts, but I'm no longer putting myself to that number on the scale because it wasn't doing me any good. And then, and then I was telling Sam too, that my goals, eventually it was, instead of being skinny, it became just being healthy. Yeah, yeah, that was huge. And I just kind of want to loop back around to like, the why behind the weight loss goal. Because if you're listening to the episode, and you're like, you have this goal that you want to lose like 20 pounds, or you want to like, be like a certain number, but then you didn't really know why. Because I remember asking Pedro, like, why do you want to be 130? And she's like, I don't know, like, that's just a number I want to be like, she didn't have like a, like a purpose or like a reason why she wanted to get there. And so that was why she was struggling so hard to to get there at the very beginning because she didn't have like a strong why of why she wanted to do this in the first place. And so that's basically like what you have to check in with yourself too. If you are not reaching your weight loss goal and you feel like it's really hard for you to lose weight, you might need to like double check like what's actually the reason why you want to lose it. Is it coming from like you just want to be skinny or do you actually want to be healthy? Because you can have both like you can be in shape and be healthy, but it depends on your reasoning behind you setting the goal in the first place. And I I really like how you brought up like how you lost the seven pounds and then you chose to stop there. And this is like very cool because I don't think that you thought that you would have stopped at seven pounds. I think you would have thought that it would have been like it had to be like you had to get to 130 in order to be like very happy. But then through the process, you were happy. And then the seven pound was just like the sprinkle on top. So can you speak more about that? Because I know whoever is listening to this episode, like they are probably very tied to the scale and the number. And I think it would be really helpful for them to see that like the scale isn't everything. It's also how you're feeling in the process. Yeah. So one thing that Sam has, and I've learned from Sam too, is that the scale really doesn't hold value because everybody can weigh the same, but look different. People have different body types. And so once I lost the seven pounds, I noticed a significant change in my body with seven pounds already. I noticed my body was toner. I felt much more confident. I, I could wear different outfits and it looked different on my body from when I had the seven pounds. And so I was really happy and I felt like okay this is already good there's no way I want to look any skinnier than this because I'm just going to look unhealthy 
I stopped stressing over the number because it was not healthy for me. It was making me really insecure. It was making me feel like my goals weren't being reached when really I was hitting other goals. Like I kept, I kept viewing it as the seven pounds. I kept dismissing it. Like, oh, I didn't reach anything because I didn't hit my goal. And then Sam had to remind me like, these are goals. You have hit them. The one pound, the two pounds, the three, four, five, six, seven pounds that you've lost. Those are goals that you should celebrate. And then I realized, oh my gosh, this is, this is it. Like, I'm, and I feel better. Like I already feel so happy, so confident in my body. And that's when I was like, yep, I think we can, the seven pounds is good. I don't, I don't need to push it any further because I'm really happy with how I already look. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just goes to say that like, you might have a goal of losing 20 pounds, but you might feel better just losing five pounds. And then you might want to feel even better at 10 pounds, but then you want to get to the 20 pounds for a different reason. Like you still are able to like feel good through that process. And I think that's so important for the audience to hear because when you, I remember like when you were really like tied to the scale, like every single time I would look at Pajar's food journal, it was like, literally she was eating like clean, like diet clean because she was trying to hit the goal. But then she was eating foods that like she didn't like, like she would eat foods that she thought she had to eat to lose weight versus foods that she enjoyed, which is like her mom food. And so it just became like this whole big spiral of like doing things you don't want to do. And then you get like irritated and frustrated because you don't like the foods you're eating and then you're not seeing the results you want. Like it become this whole thing. And so I bring this up so that you can see that five pounds make a big difference. You will see and determine from that five pound whether or not you want to lose more. So like, don't be so tied on to like that end goal that you set for yourself at the very beginning, because what you envision yourself wanting, you can have that at five pounds or at 10 pounds and at 15 pounds and so forth. What do you think? Exactly. I definitely for the meal part, I definitely was eating as clean and as healthy as I possibly could, but it was really draining me down. I was not happy with the food I was eating. I, I was just eating it just because I wanted to reach my goal so badly. And then I was craving and missing all the food that I used to eat. And that's when we determined my why for the goal. I realized that this was not a necessarily healthy goal for myself. And then we started incorporating back foods that I love. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was a really big thing because when you have the right reasons for why you're losing weight, then you do everything the right way for you. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know? Yeah, and it, it wasn't sustainable for my lifestyle as well to eat like that because I, I needed, I wanted to eat other meals, other meals that I normally always eat in, in the past. Yeah, I remember looking at you for like, girl, you do not even enjoy this. Why is there broccoli and chicken and brown rice? <laughs> because I always say that in my content. And then people are always like, no, some people actually enjoy it. But knowing Bajar, she does not enjoy that food. And so I'm like, why are you eating this just to lose weight? And so we yes. did some coaching on it. But no, like speaking of that, I, I want you to like talk about because you lost the seven pounds, right? And so like, can you explain to the audience like how you learned how to love your body? through every pound that you've lost because I know that with you like being out of shape for like eight years and trying to get back into shape and like take care of yourself like your body image was something that was very challenging for you at the beginning and so can you explain like that journey for someone who is also going through the same thing of like trying to find themselves again and trying to really like embody where they're at versus like waiting until the end to feel good. Yeah, definitely. One thing that comes up to mind right away for me is that we work together to find my self-love for myself. 
and putting myself, taking care of myself before people so that if I can, so I can take care of people in general, example, my kids. And after losing the seven pounds, like I said, I already noticed uh, my body was toning down a little bit, but this, but then my love for myself grew so much that it made me love my body that much more. And it made me view my body so much differently. And I remember telling Sam, like, wow, I'm like, just looking at myself in the mirror and I'm just so happy. And, and then like mentally and like internally, I was really happy with myself where, where my life was at with my husband and with my kids. And then I realized that if I don't love my body, and I don't have confidence in my body, then I'm always going to feel like I need to lose more, be skinnier. I need to set these crazy goals and I just need to focus on loving myself and then loving myself may help me love my body. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like one thing that I want to add to that too, that I remember was actually like slowing down and like pausing and being present with your life. Because I remember you used to be like on the go, 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 go so much. And you were like, would rush to like go to point A to point B, whether you're picking up your kids from school or like going to work and everything like that. And I think the moment when you like stop burning yourself out by by trying to take on like everything that you have to do in the house or like trying to take care of the kids and everybody. And you just kind of like ask yourself this question that I gave you. I remember telling you, is this a rush? Like, is this urgent? Like, do you need to get it done today? Like, can it wait? And then I think I remember that broke like your brain of like, oh, like, of course, like this can wait. And from there, you just started becoming more present. And I think that's how you started building that relationship with your family where you were able to connect with with your kids and have the energy to spend time with them because you weren't always thinking about trying to check off your to do list. What do you think? Yes, I completely agree. I definitely was everything was just go, 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 super rushing. And then now after working with Sam, I'm really learning to just live in the present, live in the now and focus on myself in the moment. Because then when I was working, when I wanted to reach my goal so much, I would always be looking forward and then my mind would just spiral because I couldn't focus on things that were happening right now. And I didn't feel like I was spending time with my family, with myself. And so now that we've worked through that, I've definitely learning how to just be present and be happy and live with that. Yeah. Can you talk about like, because this thought just came to my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when you joined the program, like your mind was like, oh, I'm just doing this for me. Like, this is for me kind of thing. And then looking back in hindsight, you're like, oh, my gosh, like this did this did a lot, not just for me, but for my entire family. Like, I want you to talk about the impact that it made for your family because it made an impact on you. Like, how did that became like a domino effect? Because when you included your family in your journey, I felt like that was a huge pivotal moment for you because it changed everything, how you were viewing. Like you weren't just shopping for yourself, like at the grocery store, you weren't just cooking for yourself. You weren't just like working out for yourself. It was more of like, I'm doing this for me, but then it's also helping my family so that I could show up as the best mom and the best wife. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Before I, I thought that this journey was only going to influence me only and help me only. And at the beginning, it it was like that. And I noticed that it was taking a toll on my family as well. Like I'm just taking care of myself and my, like, my husband's eating whatever and my kids are eating whatever. And then I started to just incorporate, um, well, if I'm doing this, it's going to be for all of us. So I started incorporating my the same meals I cook for my husband, for my children. 
And then I noticed that my husband was really influenced by it too. He wanted to be healthier. And so he's also helping me be healthier. So if I can communicate with him, Hey, I'm going to be working. Can you also help me cook this specific meal for when I come back home? And it's been really helpful at home. And we're really working with feeding my kids better food. And, and then it's, it's really hope influence family dynamic. Like my husband and I, we have a much better connection with our children. We don't feel like the need to resent them anymore because we feel like they're a problem because they're not. And then my husband and I, our relationship has gone has grown and blossomed much more also outside of the eating and the being healthy part. Like we just have better communication and like just better luck for each other. Yeah. And I think that started off with just you learning how to ask for help and like you communicating what you need help with versus like carrying on like the baggage of the mental load of like having to do everything just because you're the mom and the family. Yeah. And exactly. Cause then before I felt like this journey was just for myself. So that it was, if it was just for me, I didn't want to ask for help from my husband to cook meals for me. Right. Or to help support me. But then, well, Sam asked me, how can I ask for support from everybody around me? Because, you know, if, if my, if my husband and I, at least if we don't have to be on the same page, but to understand each other and so that he can support me. And then I just started asking for support and for help. And he became really supportive of my journey. He's rooting for me. He's also rooting for himself now. We're eating things together. We're really making plans together. Like, oh, what should we be eating? Okay, this weekend we have this specific plan. We already know we're going to be eating, you know, a little bit more processed food in the weekend. It's okay. And then just coming right back into our home and cooking together. Yeah, no, I love it. And I yeah. remember too, didn't you say your kids are not that picky anymore yeah. with their food? Yeah, they're not. And they love they, my, my kids are starting to grow on vegetables and they like, it's fun. They love to see it and like to see different varieties of food now. Cause for, for, you know, my meals, we have carbs, protein and vegetables. And so they know that like, there's different types of food. And so instead of just feeding them noodles and rice or noodles and meats or rice and meat, then they're like, Oh, we can add something else to it to make it more colorful and just more exciting. I like that. I remember, I remember, um, you were like, yeah, they actually like to eat pancakes and they like to eat sausages. <laughs> yeah, they love to eat the Kodiak pancakes, the protein pancakes. Like, they love it. Before, I was telling Sam too, like before my kids, I would just feed them noodles all the time. Like that was all they ate because they liked it. But it was because I never offered them anything more. And then when I started to change my meals, they saw that. And then now they're enjoying different types of food too. Yeah, this is such a good example, because if you're a mom listening, like this is huge, right? Like a lot of times you think that you have to do everything. And then if you're doing everything, then more things are just going to get done. And then eventually you'll be able to get this break where you just lay in bed and you don't do anything at all. But then Pajar is an example of like when you start taking care of yourself, like everyone around you sees that and then they like are also taken care of because like you've taken care of yourself so much that you have the energy to like feel other people's cup too versus like feeling like upset if like things don't go your way or like if somebody doesn't help right like a lot of times you might not want to ask for help because you think that they're not it's not going to help you or you think that like you're going to bother them but really like asking for help is not a problem and it's usually just like an ego thing that everybody has where it's like I can handle it all kind of thing but it always feels so good to be like supported in your in your weight loss journey and your health journey and like feeling good about yourself in general and 
all the all of the people around you will be more than happy to support you if you give them the opportunity, which I think nobody can give you unless you decide to give yourself that opportunity to just ask for it. What do you think? Yes, I agree. Yeah, it was. I had a really hard time asking for help in the beginning because I just always felt like I needed to take on all this workload, home chores, take care of my kids, take everything in. And I'm also very particular on how I want things done. Like everything has to be perfect. I want, I have a vision, so it needs to be like that. And so when it doesn't go that, I just, you know, I go crazy, but then I have really learned that like, it's okay if it doesn't go perfect. I need to ask for help. Otherwise there's no way I'm going to be able to get everything done by myself. Yeah, no, I love it. And I always like, I always tell my fiance, I'm like, you know, Pajar, like she is like, a possibility for me that when I become a mom, like I know it's a hundred percent possible. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like, I'm not even scared to have kids in the future. Cause I'm like, I know like if my clients can do that, mm-hmm. like I could do it too. And like, it's all about asking that support and realizing that this isn't just for you. It's for like your whole family. And I think as a woman of color, or if you have an immigrant background, like we thrive off of like community, we thrive off of like our families. And when we try to like, be in this like journey by ourselves and cook for ourselves only and do things for ourselves like it doesn't motivate us we have to come back and give give back to our the people that we love and I think that's what makes like the journey like sustainable for a lifetime so like tell me about your relationship with food because I know we've been talking about like how your food journey evolves and like now you're eating foods that you like and you decided not to follow these type of rules like where was your relationship before you started the program in terms of like how you viewed food? And then where is it now after the program where you're like, I don't need to follow any of these rules. I get to make up my own. Yes. Beginning of the journey. I actually looked, I dreaded food. Like I would look at food and I would just roll my eyes because I did not know what to eat. And I had no plan. I had no like meal plan on how to incorporate healthy things into my meals. It would just always be like, eat whatever, whenever. And I was very unhappy with food. Like I just remember like just the thought of food, like having to plan the food and plan the meal was so stressful to me. And then like, and then as I'm starting to begin my health journey and I'm looking at like other people's diet plans and other people's meal plans online. And I look at that meal plan online and I I could just tell that's not for me. Like this is not the kind of foods I want to cook for myself and eat every day. And I thought that that was the only way was to eat like chicken breast, broccoli and brown rice or like stuff like that, like very clean, healthy stuff. I thought that that was the only way that I could eat to in order to lose weight or be healthy. And then when I met Sam, she really worked on like sustainability for my lifestyle because I am a person of color and I love monk food. And there was no way that I could just drop that for the rest of my life because we really worked on the fact that my journey is for life. My journey of being healthy and taking care of myself, is not temporary. So I always tell myself, like, if I need to cut out a specific food, is this going to be for life? Can I do this for forever? Because do I like this food enough to, to not do that? And so working with Sam, I just, I love food so much now. Like I get so excited planning my meals. I get excited to eat foods I love and I don't feel guilty about it. Because before, like, I, you know, it would be like, oh, I would eat all this junk food and then I would feel so bad about it. But it was to me, it was, I was eating because I need to be full because I was hungry. And now it's like, I'm eating it because I want it. 
and I love it. And after I'm done eating it, I feel really happy. There's no guilt. There's no shame on what I had just ate because I love it. And so, yeah, I look at food so differently now. I get really excited to plan my meals. I get really excited to, to eat. Like when lunch comes around, I'm like, ooh, I'm excited to eat. You know, what's lunch? What's for dinner? And then incorporating foods that I love so much into my life, like for sustainability, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think like going back to that question of in the beginning where you're like, I don't know what to eat. And so like you would get frustrated because you're like, I'm looking at all these plans and I know they don't work for me, but I still don't know what to eat. And usually like, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, experiencing that it's usually like you thinking that there's a right way to eat and you're trying to fit yourself in this box and that's why you get frustrated on why you can't eat like certain types of food to help you lose weight and so I think like through your time in this program like we worked a lot on like rewiring your brain to understand that you can have what you like and you can eat like your mong food you just have to make sure that you're planning them and you're, you're portioning them in a way that support your goals in a way that makes sense, you know? And I think that really helped you not be in this mentality of like, okay, Monday through Friday, I'm just going to eat very good. And then the weekend would come about around and then you'd be like, okay, now I can take a break and I can eat whatever I want. I, I feel like at the beginning you did that a few times yeah. and then it got to this point where you're like, Wait, like if I want papaya salad, I'm going to have it on a Tuesday night. I don't care. Exactly. And definitely like eating the foods I love still moderately. And like what Sam said with eating it, portioning it correctly to support my goals. And something, it was something as simple as eating mong sausage, switching white rice with brown rice, and then adding a vegetable. And then I would just add bok choy and it tasted so good. And, and like now I can't even imagine my meals without any kind of vegetable. Like I need it. Even if it's like traditionally for monk food, we don't necessarily eat it with vegetables, but now I can't imagine my food without vegetables. Yeah. I think like also before too, you saw food as like, I eat this to lose weight mm-hmm. versus now you're like, I eat this to feel this way. What do you think? Yeah, I completely agree. That's very true. I was so like hooked on the rules of you know eating clean and healthy to lose weight but then I realized well where in the future can I can I place foods that I love how can I do that if if I'm only eating like this example like keto right like there's nothing wrong with keto but I I just couldn't see myself doing that meal because that meal plan because it's not sustainable for my lifestyle yeah no this is good I really like it because that's how you know that you have a very good relationship with food is when you realize that food is energy and food is not the factor like you're not just eating that just to lose weight right or you're not just burning calories to lose weight right like when you're working out and when you are eating and you're choosing the type of foods that you want to have on your plate it's all comes down to like how do you want to feel and if the goal is like you want to feel good then the foods that you eat is going to be determined based off of that, right? You might want to not eat processed food because you want to feel good that day because you have a workout or you genuinely just want to work out because you like the feeling of the endorphins after the workout and you're like sweating and you feel good about just moving your body. Like when you separate working out and eating healthy away from weight loss, but see it as a way to help you feel good, that I feel like that is literally the secret recipe of like losing weight successfully and sustainably yeah. is like not seeing it to lose weight but seeing it as a way to just be healthy overall which I think is very challenging at the very beginning because 
you have this thing of I have to eat this in order to get this. Exactly. That was definitely my mindset. Yeah. But this is really good because I just I thought that it was like really interesting for you to like touch on that because I know there were a few times where you would have a few drinks or like hot Cheetos, like your papaya salad. You were like, this is not like this is not like how I want to feel after I eat it. Like I want to feel good about it. But I just want to wrap around all about like your identity as a mom, because I know you have three kids and I know the listener is probably thinking like, how do you do all of this with mm-hmm. three kids and a work schedule? Like, how do you find that balance? I always feel like people always ask, like, how do you how do you have the time for it? How do you manage your time? What do you do? Like, how do you make sure you can keep up with everything? Like, what are your advice or like what has helped you to like find that happy medium for yourself? Yeah, this definitely goes back to what we talked about with support, like really asking for support and like, don't be afraid to ask for help from anyone. Like I used to never ask my mother-in-law and my brother-in-law them to help with my kids at all because I felt like I was bothering them. And I always held like, it goes back to like me holding on to everything, every responsibility. Like my kids are my biggest responsibility. And so I always held that so highly that like, I always needed to be present for my kids 24 seven all day because I I didn't trust anyone to watch them. And finally I opened up my trust and then I opened up asking for support. And that's how I'm able to like really balance things. If I want to work out in the morning and I don't have anyone to watch my kids, I would ask for help from my mother-in-law, from my brother-in-law and work around and knowing that like I have people who support me. I just need to go and ask for the help and not putting everything on myself. Also realizing that you create your problems like things don't need to be an issue because I used to make my kids an issue and Sam and I talked about this so much like I would I would blame them basically like I couldn't do anything I can't Sam I can't go to the gym because I have kids I have to take care of them I can't do anything with them they're so you know crazy they're so loud blah 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 and then it really hit me one thing that really helped me I need to grow out of that was like Sam literally was like you can't make problems that don't have a solution and if I'm making my kids a problem just I can't find a solution because I can't get rid of them they're stuck yeah. with me forever, you know, yeah. like, and yeah. so when we really battled through that, it really made me realize, oh my goodness, my kids are not a problem. I made them a problem. Like the truth is, and the reality is they're, they're not going anywhere. They're going to be with me forever. And so how do I find support from other people to help me? And how do I plan things so that my kids are not a problem? And so, so then my mind switched when I realized the kids were not an issue and they were not a problem. And so now if, if I need to go to the store before, I'd be like, oh my God, I don't want to take them at all. They're going to be too loud. They're going to be too this, too that. And now it's like, it's okay. I have to go to the store and no one's to watch. No one's going to watch them. So we're just going to go together and it's going to be fine. Or example, like I said, asking for help from other family members or from my husband. I love that so much. If you're a mom <laughs> listening to this, take Pajara's advice because that, that's a really good one. That is huge because you can't get rid of your kids. They're your kids. And I always say, if you are the one making the problem and you're the one that's creating the problem, you always have a solution, no matter what it is. And if it's something that you can't get rid of, then you just have to learn how to deal with it and realize that they're not like a problem. And I think when you realize that you are your own creator and you're you're basically the one that's like choosing to not get help or choosing to get help, it opens up like, how much control you actually have that you don't realize and you can 
really change it from there, which I think it's so important because a lot of times like if you feel like you don't have time to lose weight or you feel like there's just a lot going on and you're very busy, it's just because you think that you have to do it all, which is not true. Like till this day, I, I still ask for help. Like I don't, I can't do everything by myself, right? So it's like realizing where can you get support in your weight loss journey? And that doesn't even have to be like, if you don't have kids right now, it doesn't have to be like, you have to wait until you have kids to ask for. It could be as simple as asking your spouse or your husband, right? To run to the grocery store while you're at work. It could be as simple as asking them to cook for you or asking them to make up the grocery list or find something to eat, like, or have them meet you halfway at the gym. Like it could be as simple as those little things. It doesn't have to be until you have three kids and you have to look for a babysitter in order to achieve your goals. So I think this was really, really helpful, like really important for the audience to see that you can have all the things, right? Be a mom, have a career, be in a married relationship and still be able to do it. And that's such an amazing thing. So I I really appreciate you for coming on the podcast. Is there anything else that you want to leave for the audience that you really took away from the program that really helped you and something that you want to give to the audience that's in their weightless journey right now and they're struggling? Like, what would you like to say to them? Definitely. My, My biggest takeaway from my coaching with Sam was the complete opposite. I thought my biggest takeaway was going to be losing 15 pounds and being super, super skinny. But I realized with my journey with Sam, it was so much bigger than that because it was, it's all about one, how can I do this sustainably for my lifestyle? And then two, how, how can I make it come from a place of love? And my whole journey with Sam was a lot of helping my mentality, helping my realization for my habits and for decision-making and how to hold myself accountable for that. And so it really made me realize that if I'm not in the right place of mind, I'm not healthy enough to even wake out and be healthy and lose weight because I need to put myself first and take care of my mental, my mentality first. And so, yeah, working with Sam has been amazing. I, I'm really excited because we are going to continue more with our uh, journey, but for sure, my biggest takeaway was, is that to just really take care of yourself ment- mentally first, because that's going to be where the start and the root of how you can push through your journey. Yeah. I love that. It's all about your mental health, Like you got to address yeah. the mental health first before you yeah. do all of the things outside of you, which is like the yes. nutrition and the exactly. workout and everything. Yeah. yeah. No, this is great, but thank you so much for joining me. But oh, what you. is your um, Instagram? So the people can follow. They always like, the audience always like to look at my clients' Instagram. So tell them where they can find you. <laughs> uh, I have two Instagram. One is my business page. It's called Pajar Hair Art. And then my personal Instagram, which is public. So you guys can come view it. It's uh, Pajar the underscore. Yeah. So I'll leave that in the show notes below if you want to like click on the link and go visit her profile. But I really appreciate you for coming. Thank yes, you. No problem. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode. Now, if you want to lose your first 10 to 20 pounds, eating what you like, no diets, no restriction, and build a consistent and confident lifestyle, my one-on-one coaching program is now open for enrollment. To apply, visit www.superlysamp.com. And from there, we'll book a call to see if you are a great fit. I'm so excited to serve you in this program. But until then, I'll talk to you next week.